everyone. Thanks so much for joining us for another edition of the ABP Live coming to you from beautiful Amherstburg, Ontario at the Little Heart Social Studios. My name is Arms. Happy Friday night to you, November 12th, 2021. And this is a live stream where Windsor and Essex County comes to talk and find out the good that does not necessarily make the news. We're happy to have you along for the ride. And as always, you can comment in the live stream. This is episode 35, believe it or not. So we are rocking and rolling. Got lots of great guests and lots of great people joining the show each and every week here as we stream live on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. And last week, we had an awesome discussion with a beautiful lady inside and out. Happy to welcome my good friend, Alexandria Fisher from Family Respite Services. She was on the show talking about some of their capital campaign projects that continue despite COVID. Great conversation with her. That's up on YouTube and Spotify. And then, oh my God, next week, it's Steve Biro back from his adventures around the world. My buddy and my brother from another mother, one of the best photographers in Windsor, Essex. The guy's got stories to tell, and he is back by popular demand. My first repeat guest on the show next Friday night, starting at 8 o'clock. And I ran into Steve through some of the fundraisers that we were doing for the Windsor, Essex County Humane Society, most recently the Halloween event at GL Heritage Brewery. And uh, we had a couple of beers, and we talked about where he's been around the world despite COVID, taking some incredible photos uh, for you folks to see and check out on Facebook. But tonight, we have not one, not two, but three amazing people doing some incredible things in Windsor-Essex. And as a side note, two of the gentlemen on the program with me I've worked for and worked with for close to, I would say, probably 12 to 15 years during my tenure in broadcast media. Uh, they're some of the best guys at Windsor Fire and Rescue, and no, they didn't pay me to say that. Um, they are guys that really give all of their heart, and they do a lot for the community. Uh I can't tell you the times we've done broadcasts and live shows and the freezing cold, talking to Sparky and doing all sorts of great stuff. We've got Sean Costello and Jeremy Sulier on the show. And then Lori Bremner, who is also from the distribution side and organizational side of Sparky's Joy Drive, all joining us here on the Arms, Boom and Leg Project as we bring them all live. Folks, good to see you. Welcome to the show. Happy Friday. Thanks for spending some time with me. How are you? Good. Good. Yeah. Good. Thanks, Arms. Yeah. Thank uh, you for having us. Oh my gosh, my pleasure. And thank you for making time for me too. And uh, first of all, uh, gosh, to Jeremy and, and, and Sean, it's been, a, it's been a hot minute, guys, since we've been uh, able to kind of reconnect like this through the years. But it's nice to see you both. And Laurie, what a pleasure to have you on the show too. I, I know the guys speak very highly of you too. But first things first, I, I always ask my guests who come on the program, uh, what a crazy couple of years, uh, 19, 18 months it's been since the world has sort of changed. And, you know, I thought about you guys and what Sparky's Toy Drive does for the community. And you want to talk about pivots. I can only imagine what you guys were doing when all this went down. I mean, it happened in March, really when the world sort of went upside down. But then I know you guys plan for this kind of stuff well in advance. It just doesn't happen during the holiday season. So, I mean, Sean, I know your kind of point on this with support from Jeremy from the Windsor Fire and Rescue side and certainly working with Sparky too. Tell me a little bit about some of the challenges you had initially when everything went down with COVID. Yeah, yeah. Talk about pivoting. We, we certainly had to. Um, one of the big ones we dealt with is we usually, um, on the registration and distribution side, we distributed out of uh, Hotel Du Grace. Well, again, not the best place to do things in a pandemic. So uh, the cities worked with us um done a great job working with us, but has given us some uh, temporary spots to do it. Last year, we ended up going to uh, Optimus Community Center and having both our registration and distribution out of there. Uh, they've been good enough this year to give us venues across the city, east side, west side, central for registration. And we're going to be doing our distribution out of uh, the Geno Marcus Center. But uh, yeah, it took a lot of uh, effort and a lot of work um, from Lori, myself, and all the volunteers involved to uh, accommodate the people of the city that uh, are in need during the holiday season. And, and I think we accomplished that. Yeah. I, you know, guys, I, geez, speaking I just from a healthcare perspective, when I was working in healthcare about the guidance that was coming down, because nobody really knew what was going on initially in March, right? And, and the guidance was coming down about PPE, what to do. This was changing. That was changing. This was changing. And I'm thinking, you know, when I finally reconnected with you guys when we got the show launched, and I was saying to Jeremy, and I'm thinking about you guys at Winter Fire, and, you know, I had a talk with uh, Chief Steve on a couple of different things with the Humane Society perspective about a few months back, too. But I can imagine about all the pivots you guys had to do through that, and then 
you're asking folks, hey, think of kids who are in need this Christmas, which is an yeah. awesome cause, which is an amazing cause. But then I'm thinking about the guidance with that and the process that has to go through that. I mean, that must have been at one point you guys must have been like, oh, my God, Sparky, what are we doing here? Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you want me to take yes. this. But, um, yeah. I mean, and we're dealing with this to a, to a certain degree this year again. And what we have to do is come up with plan A, plan B, and plan C because, as you know, the rules are kind of changing every week and month with the province and the country. So um, we have to have different plans in line in order to uh, to service the community, right? So, uh, again, I, I think we've, we've accomplished that last year and, and, and we got plans in place this year to do the same. So... If you're a family in need, uh, come on out and uh, we will certainly help you. Mm-hmm. Lori, from that perspective, of, and I know I know Jan Kaffer and Bill Mara and the team at Hotel de Grace oh. are just amazing, amazing people to work with. I love Jan. I love Bill. I think they're fantastic. Uh, to have that, though, like Sean said, you know, pandemic breaks out. You're like, OK, now we can't do that. We can't use that as a facility. So you are asking folks to find sort of a a new home, you know, something that you're going to need that square footage, right, for hopefully yes. building all the toys you guys get. Yes. Well, and that when it happened in March, the hospital closed. Um, and because it's a year round uh, thing, we weren't able to pack the toys for the last year. So we had to stop everything and then find a place in uh they were giving us Optimus and, you know, the security and keeping everything clean and just everything. It was a nightmare. It was a nightmare, but it just was so successful. I mean, thank God we have great volunteers and uh, we wouldn't be able to do it without them, for sure, for sure. It's so crucial, too, to talk about those volunteers. I mean, all the years that we were kind of working together on these different things and, and getting to know each other through the media aspect. I think, Jeremy, I know when you were a point and then Sean taking over his point as well, you can't run something as massive as uh, as Sparky's because it's not just going to pick up two or three toys here and there. You've got businesses involved. You've got these different organizations involved. People generally want to give more because it's the holiday season. But you really, I mean, over the years too, Jeremy, I know since you've been doing it and then Sean sort of taking point too, you have to rely on those volunteers. So you combine that with COVID it's like you may still have hopefully that that donation coming in, but then you also have those issues in terms of people um, wanting to volunteer and knowing it's safe. But I know that volunteers are something that you guys, I mean, very much relied on, Jeremy. Yeah, no, uh, absolutely. And and really that's who get, gets affected the most, especially for Lori and her crew. They do all the hard labor of it. Sean, you know, even when I did it and we had other people doing what Lori's doing now, they're doing the they're doing the grunt work in the background and, and COVID has really affected their ability to be able to do things and and but they've gotten around it um they've um, adapted overcome to every obstacle that's been thrown at them which is fantastic and great for the community but yeah without the volunteers and like you said they're leery volunteers want to help and then they're like are is it safe to do this so you're dealing with that as well you're you, you know you got people that want to help but they're scared to do it um, I think it, I think that's kind of been laxed a little bit now with the vaccinations and, you know, all the PPE and like, like Lori mentioned, like they're, they're constantly cleaning and making sure everything's safe. So, um, yeah, that's that's a definitely a big factor when it comes to doing this. And, and Sparky's cannot be run without the help of like Lori. And, and I just want to say that Lori's husband as well, who helps out Rob is a retired fireman. Um, without these guys doing the things that they do, Sparky's really couldn't run. You know, Sean and I, and Sean has done an absolutely amazing job. He's really brought this really to the forefront, um, I think, more than I I even uh, touched. But um, just getting out there and and getting people to acknowledge what we're doing is a huge thing, and Sean's done a great job at that. But that doesn't affect us. We can make phone calls easy, no problem. COVID's not gonna affect us in that sense but for Lori and her team who are physically in the in those uh areas where they got to worry and 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 uh, make things safe for other people it's it's tough so they've done a great job they're tired they need they need as much help as they can get um and and having more space to do the things that they do would be is a huge huge thing 
Yeah, I think it's so crucial too. I mean, Sean, I remember all the times that we would do be doing weather forecasts together, or you'd come on a radio show or something like that. And then before we go live, I'd say, "How you doing, man?" And he'd be like, "Man, Spark <laughs> like, is running nonstop, and so is Sean. <laughs> it gets busy, like I'm yeah. pre-COVID, yeah. and, and certainly with COVID. Hopefully, you guys. And I want to talk about that first year, and then hopefully, as things go in, but it, it, you kind of get like. You're like Sparky and you guys are like the rock stars and, and you're getting pulled. I, I remember one time I was following you on Twitter, dude. And then you're like, you're at like Motor City Chrysler. You're like <laughs> next hour over here and you're going this. And it's like, man, like God bless you for doing it. You know? Yeah. Lori <laughs> uh, can attest to this. It, it's a stressful time. And right now we, we kind of joke. It's, it's the calm before the storm. Like mm-hmm. it's coming. And you'll see Sparky everywhere. And uh, it's the same with Lori, with packaging and registration starts up and uh, we kick into high gear. I, I yes. certainly got to give a shout out to my sidekick, Bob Bailey, who helped me out immensely in this process. And uh, and you can't do it without the volunteers. And we got some of the best in the business. So we do. that makes life a little easier. But it is a stressful time, but it's also a rewarding time. So we enjoy doing it. For the community yeah shout out to bobby um yeah you know sure. bob bob used to be a neighbor of mine in the south walkerville yeah, area and yeah. the guy would just totally be helping out everybody <laughs> and anyone who needed help he's just a solid individual all the way around and for sure uh you know with our live stream here on the show we certainly folks who are watching at home if you're live you can comment you can ask any questions comments for our guests here on the program we're talking to the folks who make sparky's toy drive happen let's go to the feed right now and hear from betty who says Hey, just wanted to say thank you and God bless you all for what you do. And uh, Betty, thank you for the comment. I mean, that's kind of, uh, it's nice to hear because I, I, I you, do Betty. know what goes in for you guys and, and gals, but uh, it, there's a need out there. And I think certainly with, you know, inflation obviously being a key, especially this year with everything going cost of up, um, mm-hmm. supply chain issues too. I mean, I don't know if Sparky's not necessarily, does he, is that, is that, is that a worrisome point for Sparky? A little bit, a little yeah. bit right now. I got a few things waiting to still come in. Um, hopefully they're supposed to come in next week. So yeah, that is a big issue, right? Like everybody else, you want everything. And because we were moving around a lot, I didn't know what I needed. So we're still packing stuff as of right now. So yeah, it's a, it's a worry a little bit. Yeah. But it'll come through. I'm 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 hopeful it'll all be set. Yeah. Some of the challenges that I've had to do because of the pandemic. But what are some of the lessons that you've learned even through the first year through the pandemic that you're like, you know, maybe been a success story of like maybe this is something we've done different that we can kind of continue on or uh, things that Sparky has done, you know, from the distribution side, Lori, and certainly from the organization side too, Sean. What do you guys think about anything that you said? Well, hey, this might be working in a different way. Well, Laura, you can mention, uh, I, I, I think you're thinking what I'm thinking is yeah. distribution and times. Yeah, we've got a little more organized, but I'll let you take this, Lori. So when we were moved to the Optimus, we had to work with the health unit, obviously, because we were in orange and then we were in red and they were quite involved sure. and we had to follow all the guidelines. Um, so it was suggested because usually people would just come and pick up the toys anytime. Um, we had to have a certain time that they could come in. So we would only have a hundred people every hour so that was a positive thing we had more control over the amount of people that were coming through the building so that was definitely a good idea so we're going to follow that again this year made it less crazy i was going to say it's a it's more of a controlled chaos i would assume right yes. you're able to kind of, yes. and you have to do that from a safety standpoint too right laurie i mean you exactly said the health involved and yeah yes I mean, and it was hard, right? Because people think, you know, I don't, their thinking is maybe there isn't enough toys, you know, they have to be first to be there, but they're all packaged this, you know, pretty much the same value. So it doesn't make a difference when you get there. There's always toys for everybody. That's awesome. Awesome yeah. stuff. Um, let's get into some numbers here as we, we take a look at the need that's out there in 2021. Um, you know, I'll throw it out to anybody who wants to answer this and, you know, how many families do you tend to reach out to uh, across the Windsor, the greater Windsor area? Uh, yeah, I'll take this. Um, we're usually around 1200 families and around 3000 children within the community. 
Now, our numbers were down slightly last year, yeah. and we don't really know what that's attributed to, but I think, I think a lot has to do with COVID itself. People were hesitant to come out to community centers and put themselves in that vulnerable position, but also the fact that uh, where we usually do three sets of registration, one in the east end, one central, and one west end, we were confined to just do at the Optimist Community Center. So it made it more difficult for some people to get there and register. So uh, again, we're back to doing the three sets of registration across the city. So we're anticipating numbers to be back where they were a couple of years ago. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. And I, I, I think too, I mean, you look at where we were last year at about this time and they were, I think we were going into, I can't even keep track of the waves anymore, but they were going into like third wave or something. And I, I get it, right? I get, I get the fear that's out there for folks. And you talk about that access point. I mean, certainly the Optimus is a great central location, but if you already have challenges from a mobility standpoint, um, yeah. it makes it a bit yes. harder, right? In the cold, yes. in a pandemic to get to where you need to be. Great. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, what about the ages? You know, over the years, we've talked about this and I I don't sound like old man arms here, but, you know, like, man, we were talking about 2013, about what was the hot toy. And, you know, that's, no. that's vastly different here in 2021. I feel like yeah. I've, I've aged myself a little bit. You know, I'm like, oh, the kids love the action figures. Well, no, yeah. they want they want a little bit of this. They want a little bit of that. What, what are the ages you guys are seeing? What are, what are the, the trouble, I guess, ages for you saying, hey, we don't have enough of this. We don't have enough of that. Um, yeah, so every year we get a lot of toys, uh, and Lori, you can jump in anytime you want here, but from, I think, five to nine are big, uh, we get a lot of games, and I think people associate that with what they played with as a kid, right? So when they donate to Sparky's, they'll go into wherever, Toys R Us, Canadian Tire, uh, and pick out a toy that they liked as a, as a child. And that usually falls into that five to nine age group. So uh, we get a lot of that, but uh, we usually struggle with the early years, one to five, and then the older kids, 10 to 13. So we yeah. don't get as much as uh, of yeah. those boys. Right. Correct, yeah. Lauren? Yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really hard when they get older, right? Because when they're 10 to 12, they want electronics. And that's kind of hard to give, right? So you have to think outside of the box. It's something that they can use. Um, we got last year, we got a lot of science and STEM toys and um, that sort of stuff. So that's been really interesting to give out, right? It's a different perspective on things, um, which is kind of exciting to see if the kids are going to really enjoy that sort of stuff, like building and different stuff like that. Yeah, like I, I see a big push for that too. Like my little guy, Liam, he's going to be four um, January 26th. And it's like, you're right, Sean. Like I, I'll go out and I'll buy stuff that I would, I, I, I play with. Not I would play with, I play with. I'm like, man, the kids better get into Batman. Guess what? Kid actually likes Spider-Man. So I've got to like flip that a bit for me because it's like, oh, you're destroying. No, I should say destroying. But, and then he's into the Avengers. Like we're, I'm, we're sitting there watching the Avengers. He's got a thousand questions, but... It's funny, like you go into the Toys R Us, like I go in there at least once every couple of weeks and I just kind of peruse. And I'm like, I'm in like the comic book aisle looking at Batman stuff and then it's, they've got STEM sections now and they've got uh, all this stuff that's driven to sort of that creative learning and that critical exactly. thinking learning too. But it's different, it's different. That's the fun part, right? Like like you say, Sean, where people go in, I mean, even Canadian Tire's got a pretty sweet toy section nowadays, right? Where you got to get in and then take a look at it. but. Um, I, I think when people can kind of meet the need where it comes in, right? Because I remember when we used to talk many years ago that you often would say, and Jeremy, you would say, you know, we could use gift cards, right? Because uh, when you hit that teenage, gift cards would, you know, generally still be very popular. Lori, Lori, what are some of the things now that we're on here, and we might as well get it out there? What are some of the things for the, I think you said nine to 13 year olds that you'd want to see come in? Well, games are always a great thing, I think, anyhow. Um, you just have to be careful. Some of the games that we have gotten are for adults. Um, so you have to be careful of what, you know, what games you're actually sending in. But games, I, as a retired ECE, uh, I think any type of math or the STEM activities or science, 
exploring anything like that is awesome but frozen she's still good <laughs> it's still popular still after all these years it's a big one so i really? you know yeah oh tons tons of frozen stuff yeah it's hard it's really hard as they get older you want to be able to you know not all kids are into sports i mean sports being outside and getting that is good but not all kids are into sports so it's kind of hard to know what their interests are makes it and, difficult sometimes and for us um is the cutoff 13 now yes yeah okay yeah. 13 year old we give them a gift card um uh, just, just to make it a little bit easier. It's usually a mall gift card. Um, we did, we have gotten some, um, movie gift cards, but then oh, the nice. pandemic that closed it all up. So, and I don't even know if, you know, kids are comfortable going to the show yet. Right. Yeah. It's interesting too. Like we, we did our first movie, I think about a month back, my wife and I, when, when Liam was at his grand grandparents' house and, I, I mean, I used to love movies. I still do. But I got very comfortable watching my favorite flick in the, like when they were when the movie corporations were starting to be like, hey, maybe we live stream it or not live stream it, but put it on a streaming service and you pay a premium to watch a new release. At first, it was like, oh, I don't know, because I, I used to like me going to the movies was like going to a Tigers game for me. Right. It was like an event like I would go and make a day out of it. Right. Um but now it's like, I, I don't know, like I, I, I like the comfort of my home and yeah. we we still, I mean, we went to theater and I missed it, but I get it, right? So, I mean, I think, um, I mean, I, I just sort of throw it out there. I mean, you could always get somebody like a net, you get the Netflix cards now. You can yeah. always toss those in. That might be a pretty yeah. good idea. That's a good That's idea. idea. Yeah. Yeah, Arms, um, you can't, you're probably not going to the movie theater in your Batman pajamas. <laughs> That's the uh, best part about it, right? Like, that's what I mean. even you when you have to do home. like a work call, you, you, you know what I mean? You no put pants on a thing on right now. Yeah, that's why. No I mean. right that's it. <laughs> <I mean. laughs> Everybody, every, it's a funny thing I get about the show. It's like, why did you do the show at eight o'clock at night? Well, a couple of reasons. One, my wife's usually upstairs watching her shows. And two, my kid's in bed. So I can actually do it and, uh, you know, not yeah. necessarily have a little head pop up and say hi. But, yeah. Um, yeah. but no, it's, it's a comfort and convenience thing, too, right? I mean, I think for a lot of folks, it's, I know for the pandemic for us, I mean, certainly when things started to ease a little bit, like I do miss the social interaction with folks, but I think for us personally, and I, I don't mean to speak as our family, it's like caught, it cut out a lot for us and like what we were spending our time on that didn't need to be spent on. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. a lot of these social obligations that you're like, eh, it's like, no, like now I'm comfortable to say I'm, I can log on to a meeting now, do a meeting. And then five minutes later, I can go upstairs and make my son dinner. Like, I, I I personally won't trade that for anything in the world, and I think that's that's so crucial for a lot of folks too. But I mean, on the flip side, a lot of these kids and and the younger generation now are so ingrained into the digital realm and the digital aspect. Like I I see kids around my neighborhood all the time, and they're shooting TikToks and doing all that kind of stuff down the street. And yeah. you know, I'm I'm thinking like when I'm eight years old, right, Laurie? It's like you know I'm out there playing GI Joes or something. And exactly, that's what my boys you know what I mean? I mean yeah, and exactly. Dances or whatever yeah. that is. So well, yeah. you, talk, you talk about the evolution of toys and how they've changed over the years. And I think that's one of the things I love coming into when we're packing toys, Laurie, there you can attest to this is when you take some toys out of the box and go, whoa, look at this. Like, I haven't seen anything like this. This is really cool. Hey, eh? yeah. Yeah, so that's pretty neat or, to see yeah. the new toys that are coming out and yeah, or the old stuff like an etch yeah. sketch. Oh yeah, yeah, like yeah. that's so cool. Yeah. I had one of those. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. a lot of them come back you know? around. Yeah, the old toys coming back, right? Yeah. The old games. Yeah, that sort of stuff. It is pretty cool. Yeah, but you know, I must say, even even with the pandemic and everything that's been going on, the people in Windsor and Essex County they are amazing the amount of toys that were donated last year it filled three quarters of a school gym almost full floor <laughs> like That's it awesome. was it yeah. was in awe to see like it just it blows your mind and i don't think people really realize the amount that there is um we're now having the toys at gino and the staff there they keep coming in and seeing all these bags and bags and bags and pretty sure pretty probably by the end of next week, that gym will be full of bags ready to go. And it just, 
it, it's a credit to Windsor and Essex County. I mean, we wouldn't be able to do this if they didn't donate. So. And that's one of the things about, you know, the area. And I think you all four, all four of us on, on the show tonight, I mean, you can all agree. I mean, that's one of the best things about this area is like, you know, there's so many people who do great things and they do things yes. because they want to do it because it's the right thing to do. And I don't think, I mean, that's one of the reasons why I started doing this show. It's like, you know, I say to people all the time, like, we don't know the long-term effects of negativity 24-7. We don't. Uh, you know, Denzel Washington actually has this really cool quote that I saved and I saw it one day and I thought, man, this guy's like, I love him as an actor, but I think he's brilliant as a human being. But he says, we don't know the long-term effects of consistent negative news. Like, we don't know because at a point in humanity, we've never had social media like we've had in the last 10 to 15 years. And if we're constantly bombarding, not to say that negative news isn't important, but if it's a constant news of negativity, what does that do to our psyche? And, mm -hmm. and that's why, like, when I when I started doing the show, it's like I really want to focus on the positive because I feel like Windsor, you know, has some things that certainly like any municipality can work on. But I also think there's a lot of good stuff happening by people who really give a damn. And I don't think that that gets highlighted as much as it could be and should be. Mm -hmm. So I think when you're talking about the generosity of Windsor, I think that's something that despite a pandemic, uh, I think oh. people want to give, and and they want to feel good about giving. Mm -hmm. and, and and I and I said that for years. And arms every time I signed off with you, you always asked me what do I want to say, and I, I always said the same thing: is that I mean I can't speak for obviously speak for other communities outside of Windsor Essex, but I I feel like Windsor Essex is one of the most um, giving communities I've ever seen. And, and I watch a lot of stuff going on throughout other communities, just in the sense of Sparky's and cause there are other towns that do Sparky toy drives and stuff like that. But yeah. Windsor has been hard hit, uh, for years now being a big three motor city, uh, uh, area. And, you know, you had GM shut down. Chrysler's was in, in, uh, trouble, uh, Ford's is, you know, hanging on by a thread, but, but didn't matter we, when we needed toys or we asked for something, the outpouring of, uh, donations was always just flowing in and Lori has already touched on it. We can't, we can't do this stuff without that. And I always feel like everyone, people that can't afford stuff to me feel they, they give more always like. Oh, yeah. They're in a spot yeah. where like they could be they could potentially maybe be coming to Sparky's for toys. They're not there yet, but they always give extra like that just blows my mind away. Mm -hmm. And uh, the community doesn't get enough praise for that. So definitely we, we got to say thank you to, to you guys out there that that support us every year after year. For sure. Yeah, I want to jump in here and just say that uh, doing this for the last seven years, again, to reiterate the generosity of the community, but the individuals and businesses in this area, oh, yeah. the quality of people I've met who donate and don't want a thing in return is amazing. And a perfect example of that, and one of our, our uh, biggest donors is Chrysler. We oh. will sit with them at the gate arms and i know they do this once or twice a month for different charities and we have the boots out there and these employees are dropping 50s and 100 dollar bills in there monthly for different charities so really amazing to see the quality of individuals businesses that give back in this community it, it is a, an extremely generous community and yeah. yeah for sure if I could touch us on one quick story about when I first yeah, took yeah, over yeah. Sparky's, um, not knowing the magnitude, and, and Sean just said, the magnitude of the donations from uh, Chrysler's and their employees, uh, I was not prepared for what they were bringing. And I got a phone call. I actually wasn't at the event, didn't know that how big it was. And I got a phone call and there, and the guy on the phone that was helping me at the time was like, you need to send like six more trucks here. There are thousands of toys and everyone's wondering. And I didn't know. I wasn't told. I just, I just thought I'd send a couple of vans and we needed like 10 vans. So I'm calling fire halls and calling the chief. Can you send fire trucks? 
Like it was amazing. And, it, and that was like a lesson learned of, you know, be prepared for the most when you're, when you're dealing with these guys. But uh, it, it was funny, but not funny at the same time. Cause they're going, Hey, you need to bring more people here. We have thousands of toys to give you. So Craig, yeah, Chrysler has been such a huge uh, a donator to us and, and their employees uh, deserve a lot of credit for that. Yeah, for yes. sure. Yeah, not, not only with us, but like yeah. I said, they the constantly give, give, give. We're yeah. one of the many, many charities. Yeah. Yeah. Our own personal story with the folks over at Chrysler. Um, you know, when I was at the CBC, we covered uh, the elimination of the third shift. I remember that because we did a live broadcast right in front of the mm -hmm. assembly plant the day it happened. And it just happened to coincide with a uh, special that we were doing on diversification in in the city as well so i mean from a news standpoint it all lined up but after i left the cbc my wife and i got very involved in the uh, ronald mcdonald house uh here yeah. locally um mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. wanted to touch base on that too i know that's a charity that you guys are familiar with too but uh yes. we, we we participated in the big red shoe run and uh in honor of my son and uh the folks at windsor assembly plant there's quite a few of them that reached out to us and uh they were able to contribute i think over a couple thousand dollars uh to awesome. Leo's pride. yeah and i it, it blew me away right when i went to go meet some of the folks at the gates uh and with the check that they had from you know several of the unions and and so and the staff also at the assembly plant i was just like blown away and it's you know i don't know a lot of these people from you know just not knowing that they're chrysler workers but they're you know the stories that were coming out about family members going through that as well it was pretty incredible so I, yeah, I, I, I feel like, you know, those folks, the automotive worker folks, they, they get out and I feel like they just, like you guys said, no matter what, they, they're always giving, which is a, a good testament to the character of people that they have. Yeah, Arms, you mentioned uh, Ronald McDonald House, and I, and I think a lot of people don't realize that Sparky's Toy Drive not only give to needy families in the community, but we've partnered with many organizations, including Ronald McDonald House to give them toys and that for kids. And I think, Lori, you can uh, maybe yes. there. I, I can't think of there's a bunch of others that we've given to. So, yeah. so if anybody donates baby uh, toys or blankets or anything like that, um, since we don't give out to babies, um, I've reached out to the Gualamoki. I can't say it. It's a house for um, teenage moms. And yep. so we donate the baby stuff to them. Um, we have donated to uh, the Teen Health Center, uh, Hiatus House, numerous, numerous uh, women's shelter, different places. If there's like, um, we get curling irons or makeup, um, I can't give out, so I take it to the women's shelter. Just wherever I can spread it, then I do, right? You have yeah. to give back. because. It was donated to us. If I can't use it, then I'm going to make sure somebody can, for sure. And I think that's important for the community to know, see? Whatever gets donated, if we can't use it, it stays within the community. And it goes Definitely. to different charities and organizations to help the people that live in our community. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's and it's it's funny. Like I was saying to somebody the other day about Windsor, it's like Windsor's like five degrees of Kevin Bacon, right? Like everybody <laughs> kind of knows. Like it's it's a big town, but like everybody knows everybody, and it's like yeah. you know it's musical chairs sometimes. Like, you know, somebody will be working in one position, then a couple weeks they're in it, and it's like you get to build those relationships and forward those relationships. And I know Christine over at the Ronald McDonald House at Windsor Ridge, um, she's she's been invaluable. I mean, like my family hasn't stayed at the Ronald McDonald House in Windsor. We stayed in the one in Toronto. But uh, I, I see the need. Like I remember when we got back from Sick Kids with, with my son, um, she contacted me. She goes, would you like to come see what we're doing here locally? I said, hell yeah. So it's like, amazing. I, you know, yeah. It's incredible, right? And it's oh, funny. It's like, yeah. you cover it from a news standpoint. You're like, okay, like here's the hard facts. But until you go in, and you hear those stories, and the yeah. same thing goes for you guys too. I mean, I don't, you don't want to, you don't want to put a family in need in the spotlight because they're very, you know, people are humble and they're honest and they're they're looking for right. help. But I'm sure you guys, from a firefighter standpoint, and Lori, from uh, your standpoint too, you hear these stories and you're like, that that's a story that affects me on a personal level because that could be me that maybe was me at one point, or it's you feel for them, right? You want to, you, you want to help them out. And I think those stories are so important to hear too, because it justifies what you guys are doing. Totally. Yeah. It, it is a, 
it is a it's very humbling when they come to distribution and these families come to pick up toys it just um it gives you such a warm heart to know that you're helping i always remember this gentleman and my husband will remember the same thing he had six kids and he was so grateful um for everything like he thanked us he started to cry of course i started to cry it just makes you feel really good you know it's it's uh it's a pleasure to do this. It really is, truly. Yeah, and I think Sean could say the same thing. Uh, you know, we're not in this to get accolades or anything, no. but it is nice to see the outcome after the fact that we're, we're reaching out to people. We are helping people. You know, even if it's the smallest thing and we may have changed their day just for that day. Exactly. It, it it want it, you want to keep coming back and doing more, you know, and and it's almost the same for Sean and I and 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 Lori's husband, you know, if he was on here, Rob could say the same for our work. Like you know, we do what we do because we love doing it, and we never a lot of times find out what happens after certain things. But sometimes when you do find out and you know you made a difference, you know, it just it just keeps you coming back to do your job and being able to help people uh, when they need it most is, is such a gratifying thing. And, and all around, it just changes a lot of how you look at life. So just knowing the littlest thing that could make someone smile for a day or, or longer or whatever it may be is, is a, is a great feeling for sure. Yeah. I think that's a great point, Jeremy, that uh, firefighting in a whole, we work for the community we do things for the community as a firefighter to help people. So this is kind of an extension of that, you know, Sparky's toy drive goes hand in hand with that. We're just helping the community and that's what firefighters do. So it's kind of like a continuation of our job really. And, it, and it's a, it's a rewarding job. I was going to say it's, I think it's a continuation of the fact that you guys are good. You, you guys are good guys uh, and, 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 and good people, Lori too, because you know, on a side note, um, when we didn't know what was going on with Liam, like my son, if people aren't listening to the podcast after the fact or they're not familiar with our family story, like my son's had a number of life-saving surgeries in Toronto at SickKids. Uh, he's got congenital heart defects and it's a lifelong thing. Um, we were really close to losing him when we first had him uh, back in 2018. And after he stabilized for a bit, he was still in SickKids in and out of critical care. So I had just started working at the CBC at the time as the anchor, and uh, I decided to come back to Windsor because, you know what, the bills continue. Uh, my wife stayed with my son in ICU at Sick Kids, and I would be down here anchoring the news from Monday to Friday. Uh, I think it was like a Tuesday night. Um, I hear a knock at my door, and lo and behold, it's these two gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> And, yeah, Bob. And, and Bobby, Bobby Bailey at my door. And uh, coincidentally, I lived down the street from Sean's parents uh, in South Walkerville at the time. And, uh, you know, I was it was in a pretty dark place at the time. And these guys came with some gift cards because, you know, I'm kind of cooking, but I'm not eating. I mean, I'm worried about my wife and my kid. Uh, they came, said, let's have a beer. Let's talk. And uh, it was some company and some kindness that I certainly needed at the time. So I don't think I publicly said this, but I just wanted to say how much respect and how much love my family, the three of us, including my son has for Windsor firefighters, specifically you guys, uh, for reaching out to us, uh, certainly through that. I mean, I was pretty proud of our friendship back then. Uh, and I'm even more proud to know you guys as friends and individuals now, because those are the type of guys that you are. So I've always said to my wife, especially this year, it's not with who wants to ride with you in the limo. It's who's going to ride with you on the bus. And, uh, when you need to ride the bus. So God bless the two of you guys for helping us out, um, at a time where certainly, it was pretty dark. So God bless you. Yeah, you're welcome, Norms. And it's yeah. uh, definitely reciprocal. Uh, uh, I want to say I appreciate the, what you've done, not only for Sparky's Toy Drive, but the way you've uh, helped the community as a whole through all your different jobs. Uh, you seem yeah. to always come back and help the community, uh, not just our charity, but many different ones. But uh, you're quite welcome for that. And yeah. uh, I'm sure you do the same for us. So oh, in a heartbeat. I, yeah. And, and, you know, it, it's funny. Like when I, when I landed at the humane society earlier this year, um, I said to Melanie Coulter, who I know you guys know pretty well. And I, and she's a good friend of mine too. And I said, I, I, if you're okay with it, I want to do a show and I want to highlight other charities. Cause I think 
um, and, and individuals. It doesn't have to be so much like, hey, we need money. It's just like, you know, what are the stories behind these folks? And she says, yeah, great. You know, I, th I think we, we, we build stronger communities by working together. And uh, I think it's been a real blessing so far because, you know, quite honestly, like you said, John, like I missed it. Uh, I remember when uh, I missed working with you guys, too, when I first jumped over uh, from where I was at to the CBC and I wanted to work with you guys again. And I couldn't necessarily go down that road. I was like kind of kicking myself in the pants at that point. It's just yeah. every Christmas. We, we, You know how many times we'd be at Canadian Tire shooting a promo for CTV <laughs> yeah. and then Sean would be sitting there or Jeremy and then they'd be like, where'd arms go? And then I'd come back with a cart and then all of a sudden we're live and like, what is that? I'm like, oh, I'm buying some stuff for the house. Like, <laughs> I remember kept like Canadian Tire in business and Sparky's going like, what the hell is going on here? Yeah. Like, you know, but it was, it was good times. Like I remember, yeah, one time I, I, finished... especially those Canadian tire uh, bits there. We'd oh, always, yeah. uh, let's get a bone and feed Sparky or we'd add <laughs> something in and make it fun. Eh? Like uh... make it fun for the teams. Yeah, yeah. Or something. I remember one yeah. time, um, oh God, it was probably, I want to say 2011. I, I want to say, but I, I think Jeremy, you were, you were pointing on this and Sean was just coming on board for it. Could take it over from John McRae, right? Yeah. And, uh, we were outside of the West End Canadian Tire, and I remember I was one of you guys had like a tux on, under on top of underneath the um, the the firefighter suit, right? And, and then I'm like, boy, oh, you're looking you're looking <laughs> sharp, <laughs> right? Yeah, and, and and I'm like, you're looking sharp, and then you're like, yeah, like we got the BizX thing, we got to go to after this, yeah, and then yeah. we got to do this, and I'm like, yeah, oh, shit, I got to yeah. go home, and I got to change too. Yeah. <laughs> we got that, but it was just like event after event after event yeah. after event right yeah um i you know i i will say this though one of my most prized possessions that's in my garage it, i should hang it up here is when uh you guys gave me a firefighter's helmet and uh the coat the coat was life-saving because when they were sticking me on the roof at ctv it was like 90 <laughs> below so you yeah. know how many times i would wear it and jim would crack up because he'd be like oh he's wearing the coat it must be cold up there i'm like yeah it's yeah. 92 below up here dude <laughs> but no i just it's i yeah, you just you put it up on in the yeah. Garage. You gotta you gotta hang that in the background, bud. That's yeah. all deserved. You're you're an honorary fireman. I think there's Pretty only badass. what Jeremy is there only about four or five people in the community who are honorary firefighters. I you would know? almost say there's not even that many, but yeah. I know uh, Van Nifferis is one. Uh, there's not too many. Yeah, I'm. Me, I, uh, I I I. It's funny because Liam Mackery, yourself, um, yeah. and um. It was Ted, I think Ted Farron, possibly. Oh, yeah. Teddy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Liam's used it in the garage, right? It's hanging up right above my workbench with a couple of, I got some <laughs> pictures of us through the years too. And he goes, dad, are you a firefighter? I go, no, no. I was just <laughs> get to hang out with some firefighters. Okay. Yeah, they they, they, no, they, but they I thought, played they, one on TV. Yeah, that's exactly it. That is the goofball. These are the guys saving lives and kicking ass right over here. Right. So. But no, it's good. It's it's a blessing. And I think, uh, you know, like I said, Windsor's so close that you're able to kind of connect with people and then re-engage with folks down the road, too. And it's uh, I, again, I think it's it's highlighted, I think, for me personally, the need to stay connected to Windsor and, uh, you know, do what I can do from my standpoint. And if we can reach 10 or 15 people through this particular broadcast after the fact who get involved, I think it's it's a job well worth doing. Right. Um, overall, though, uh, do you, are you still accepting donations? I mean, that continues, right? I mean, has that changed at all right up until, like, when's the cutoff for donations and distribution and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, our cutoff is uh, December 23rd. And uh, as Lori has mentioned, you know, what used to be a seasonal operation is now a year-round operation. So uh, we distribute most of the toys mid-December, but any toys we get after that, and we need them, because, uh, you know, Lori will start packing again next February. Because uh, when you're packing for over 3,000 children in the community, it can't be done in, uh, in a month. So uh, we need the donations for sure. It's a year-round operation for sure. Year-round. Year-round. Yeah. These yeah. guys don't stop. They don't stop. It's like Santa's just, uh, offers, you know? I know that uh, Bob just went around today and put up the... Uh, the sparky uh, banners on the station. So we always wait till after Remembrance Day, and now we sure. kick into high gear with donations. So you'll be seeing That's sparky awesome. around the city. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I, you know, it'll it'll be here before we know it too. You know, oh, yeah. I, I one thing I I know you guys were involved in through the years. I know events are slowly, hopefully, knock on wood, coming back. 
Yeah. Um, a little bit different, right? Because like I know from a Humane Society perspective, like we did our first ever golf tournament this summer and it went really well. But, you know, summer is easier to sell because you're out in the sun and God willing, it's not raining. And it, we're hoping that parades are coming back and all those different things. I know Spitfires are slowly back now and doing that. So are you guys looking to get out there with more of that engagement as things are slowly opening Knock yeah, yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah. you mentioned the Spitfires. They just called me for the Teddy Bear Toss, so that's on again this year. But awesome. some of our big events are still uh, not going to happen this year because they needed preparation time for them. And, you know, one of the big ones that you're well aware of, Arms, is the Biz X Award, right? So uh, yeah. they needed to know by summer whether they were moving forward with it. And it was just too uncertain, so... But she's assured me she's going to have a, uh, a big gala there next year and three years worth of awards going forward. So, oh, that's uh, awesome. yeah, the BizX has been uh, a great supporter of Sparky's Toy Drive for sure. Yeah, Deb's a good lady and Jack, Jack and yeah. Deb from BizX are good folks, too. So it'll be yeah. nice to kind of get yeah. back to knock on wood in 2022 and beyond. So, I mean, a few well, minutes that's left one of the great here. things, too, Arms, you know, like. The social aspect of doing this right and me meeting those great people out there so i definitely miss that to a certain degree you know having those events and and chatting with those great people so i'm looking forward to that getting back to normalcy and and having a nice conversation with these people yeah and i think too it's it, it, it i mean certainly from our perspective at the humane society i mean that's part of my gig right is to kind of get us you know front and center in terms of you know some businesses and corporations and donors and things like that but you're right it's hard to do that virtually sometimes i think you lose something in translation but i think you know for sparkies i mean god everybody loves you guys right <laughs> like, like it, it's it's almost like a no-brainer in the sense that like oh you know, uh People Spark, are everybody holding, loves Sparky. Everybody, everybody loves Sparky. Everybody yeah. loves Sparky. Yeah. Everyone loves you guys too. But no, but they love Sparky. They want Sparky to come out. But if you're looking at an office or a corporation or somebody trying to say, okay, our employees are in that mindset for the holiday season now, you know, what can we do? Like you said, Sean, it's easy. Can it relive your childhood? Maybe go online to the website, see what they need, go to Toys R Us, go to Canadian Tire, and boom, hold yeah. the drive in the office. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, we try to make it as easy as possible, and that's that's pretty easy. If you're out and about in the community, you stop into a Canadian Tire, a Toys R Us. There's so many different drop-off spots within the city now, and if you're out and about, just grab a toy, and all you do is drop it in the box. We pick it up. Uh, we'll pack it and distribute it to those in the community. So uh, there's really no excuse not to give if you can afford it. Yeah, that's right. And it makes you feel good at the end of the day, too. So... Uh, you know, a couple minutes left to go before we wrap up the show here, uh, my friends. What do you want the public to know specifically about the hard work that you guys are doing? You know, and I, 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 quite often I think, you know, we kind of touch base on it, but you guys, I mean, your volunteers don't get paid. These are people just doing it out of the goodness of their heart, right? That's something that we need to drive home with folks who are doing it because it, there, there's a need for it and it has to be done. Yeah, that's something I always love to reiterate to people who are new to donating to Sparky's. Uh, different businesses call me. And uh, one question I get quite frequently is a tax receipt if they're donating. Now, we are not a charitable organization. Um, it just costs too much to do that at this point for us. So we feel that uh, money is better spent uh, giving to the community. And, and I love to advertise the fact that every dollar, every toy donated to Sparky's Toy Drive goes back to the community. There are no paid positions. We're all volunteers and we're very proud of that. That's awesome. Yes. That's awesome. It's going right yeah. to the need, right guys? Yeah, absolutely. If I can just touch on that a bit, yeah. is, uh, now that I'm, I'm uh, co-chairing the benefit fund, we are looking to become a charitable organization where we can write tax receipts, not, not for profit. Um, so for next year, we're hoping at this time we'll be able to do that. And we're going to umbrella, umbrella uh, the Sparkies with us. So if there's anybody out there, because unfortunately this year we missed out on a, a huge donation because we couldn't write a tax receipt. So it's time that we have to go into this. Um, we have to go that route and, and I'm, I'm okay with it. Uh, but, but we are going to bring Sparky's underneath us. So if anybody's looking for next year to make a sizable donation, we will be able to write a tax receipt, uh, keep us in mind. Um, and again, that money will go directly to Sparky's. 
uh, like it always has. Um, and, and like Sean said, even for myself with the benefit fund, I'm not being paid to do this position. This is totally uh, just volunteering my time. And these guys do the same, Lori and her crew. And it's, it's you know, invaluable in, in itself. But we will be able to write tax receipts, I'm hoping, by this time next year. Obviously, awesome. just all the red tape stuff. So, so if people are thinking, hey, I want to do a sizable donation to Sparky's, keep, keep that in mind for next year and uh, reach out to myself or Sean and, and we'll take care of that. That's awesome stuff. And I think that's good that you kind of plant those seeds now, right? I mean, that's one of the things where it's like they can take a look at the budgets are coming up, I think, for a lot of these corporations and, and businesses to say, okay, how are we going to kind of plan for the next year? Uh, hey, Sparky's is doing tax receipts. Okay, well, that makes a little bit more sense to do X, mm -hmm. Y, and Z so we can kind of, you know, get that going in that particular avenue too. So that's always good. Uh, one thing I got to I gotta, I gotta ask, right? Because you guys are on. Um, I know you haven't, I, correct me if I'm wrong, Chili Fest. That's that's obviously <laughs> COVID. That's not, right? I, I just used to look forward to it. Dude, we used to do the chili competition all the time. That's why you bring up the benefit fund. I'm like, I know, Chili I Fest, know. you know? So yeah, so... Unfortunately, again, we were, it was uncertainty of what's going to happen. You know, we were going to plan it for this month and then just wasn't certain enough whether we were going to be able to do it. And then with being, you know, who's vaccinated, who's not vaccinated, all that stuff. So logistically, it just didn't work out. Um, St. Clair's Center for the Arts is going to do another. Last year we did it. It was an online or a, a call in. You can order chili from them, uh, show up and then pick it up there. Uh, we did raise about $1,000 through that. So I'm hoping that's going to be more this year. We're going to do it again. I think they talked about February. Uh, it'll be something, but we may have to look in the future to start doing possibly this Chili Fest outside and maybe a little earlier in the year, um, whether that be spring or early fall, not sure yet, but I, I kind of want to go a different direction with it just to, you know, circumstance this, whatever COVID may be in the future. I don't know. Um, yeah. So yeah, we got to bring that back. Uh, we got some different ideas and we're hoping to definitely bring that back because that's a big money raiser for, for the benefit fund. And then we do give some money to uh, Sparky's through that. Um, but, and if people don't know what the benefit fund's about, we're about giving back to the community. It used to be back in the day, it was used to support firefighters that couldn't afford benefits and stuff way back 1925 it was established but by 1945 it moved into giving the money back to the community so we've been doing that since 1945. Uh, we touch a lot a lot of different charities uh, people reach out to us for different reasons and, and if we can help we will so uh, any money coming into us again goes back into the community it's a three-man committee right now we do not get paid like sean said the most important thing is let's get back to the community. Let's help who we can, when we can. So uh, I'm hoping next year we can do a chili fest. And I actually, I'm hoping to, to be outside. St. Clair Center for the Arts has been fantastic with us. Uh, and again, this virtual call in, order your chili type thing uh, is going to happen again. I believe she, she mentioned February, but um, I'm not quite sure yet. But stay tuned for that. There's going to be something with the chili, but... Definitely would like to get back to uh, a big fest uh, sooner than later. Hey, do it in the fall. It'd be pretty awesome too. I mean, yeah, you could do it outdoors, like at Lansbury Park or something. And you know, yes, I, I mean, I would love to go. I mean, I know Adriano, my buddy over at Windsor Eats, was starting to do the outdoor food halls, and those we went. Carrie Liam and I went. Uh, I want to say September, and it was pretty good. It was well attended and. I mean, you guys could do it underneath the canopy there. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know what? I never even thought of that as a location. And again, love talking to you because your mind is always thinking outside the box. So that that's actually, that's that's a great idea, to be honest with you. I, I, I just put a price tag on it, dude. I'd show up. I'd bring my buddies out yeah. and it's a night and get some craft beer there too. Absolutely. <laughs> Easy. Absolutely. Craft beer, and big wiggle on the stage and then sign sure. the sign. Oh, night, yeah. and beer. I love it. All right, arms, you're hired for our um, <laughs> promotion and setting this whole thing up. Okay. I just—it's funny from like a from like a tired dad standpoint. I just because I, I can say to my wife, I could say, "Care like Jaron, uh, Sean need my help on this. I'm going to go tonight, and have some beers, and uh, you, know, you can drink. It's, it's for work. It's for work. I got to go. It's work, yeah. right? It's for the good of humanity. 
It's for the good. <laughs> That's right. It's for the good of my soul, honey. I yeah. need to leave and do this, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, to keep me posted, I would love to. Um, I mean, if that's I a great idea. Mm -hmm. and, you know, it's a really I actually. Have, um, Adriano is on the show for a sec for a second time next Friday, the twenty seventh. No, it's twenty sixth, and uh, I'll, I'll kind of run it. I like to put people on the spot a bit, so I'll run yeah. it by him too because he's. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they got did really well with their uh, outdoor food halls. I know that was. I mean, like with anybody, everybody's had to make pivots during the pandemic, but I mean, you talk about food tourism. I mean, that took a kick in the pants. Um, yeah. yes, so, really you know, I know John Fairley at St. Clair College Alumni Association helped them kind of sponsor it. And uh, it, I, I thought it was pretty good. I mean, we went for dinner one night and then Liam played on the uh, jungle gym equipment and uh, it was a good night out. So. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard great things about the uh, setup there. They've been doing a great job. Yeah. Great and job. it's it's fun. It, it, and I, I say to people too, like when I came on board the Humane Society, it's like I know it's hard to do events right now, but I mean, me personally, like I think there's an appetite for it if you can do it safely and properly because people are yes. like, they, you're not really leaving the area. I mean, now you can right. go to stateside, but that's a whole another basket of beans. But I think people want to get back to that community feel if it's done properly. And I just think about you guys and some of my best broadcasts ever. We're doing Chili Fest with you guys, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it was just fun, right? Yeah. So. It'd be nice to do that again, for sure. Absolutely. It's all ideas. It's all ideas. It's all it is. <laughs> but it's good. All right. Um, keep me posted on anything I can do to help you guys out. Um, this platform is always available to you guys if you ever need it uh, or just want to come back and shoot the breeze. Um, happy to do it. But I uh, I mean this. And Laurie, it's a pleasure to meet you finally. Very nice to meet you. Very nice to, to meet you guys. You. Oh, my unsung hero, unsung hero, Lori. No, ah, no, no, no. Actually, actually, you probably know my dad, George Roblard. Come on. Yeah, yeah. So that's where I get my volunteering from. <laughs> Slow clap. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, we do do the slow clap. That's good. No, but honestly, when you got whatever you guys need for even from a firefighter's perspective, like I, uh, you know, if there's anything I can do to help you guys out on this platform or anything, just let me know. I'm a call, text, email away. So it's just a blessing to know you guys. And I really mean it. So thank you for everything. Thank you. Thank Thanks, you for Harry. having us. Yeah. yeah. My Thanks, pleasure. Um, so for folks who are looking to get a little bit more information, you can surf on over to their website. You can also follow them on social media. They've got pretty active Twitter and no Sean and Sparky are going to be rocking that over the next couple of yeah. weeks with all the different stuff on the go. Please, if you're out buying stuff for your kids, uh, if Santa Claus has got a list going, consider the kids in Windsor, Essex, who are underprivileged to help them out during the holiday season too. It goes so far for so many folks here locally. So we welcome and say thank you to all of the folks from Sparky's Toy Drive. I really mean it. They're dedicated folks and they do amazing work in the community. Uh, and they're all over the place too. I mean, you see them from different areas of what they can do in terms of fundraising inside of organizations, but just getting to know what's needed for Sparky's Toy Drive. Again, sparkystoydrivewindsor.com for all that information. So that's gonna do it for this edition of the Arms Movement Like Project. Uh, don't forget next Friday, we've got Steve Biro back on the show. Great guy. Uh, he's gonna tell us a little bit about what he's been up to. And then on Monday, we actually have a special report uh, for the Arms Movement Like Project. It is anti-bullying week. And uh, the folks who are putting on a series of speaking engagements uh, in the Windsor-Essex Catholic District School Board are going to be joining me on Monday night to talk a little bit about cyberbullying and bullying in schools here in Windsor-Essex in general. It's a special edition of the show. We'll be doing that Monday night, and that leads to some content that's going to be coming for uh, you to absorb for your family, kids, workplaces, students ab absorb on cyberbullying in 2021. So we're really looking forward to being a part of that here on the show. And just before we wrap it up, don't forget, we are always looking for you to connect with us. If you want to reach over 3,500 people weekly, uh, this is the place to do it. You can be a part of positive news and conversations engaged by over 17,000 people monthly. This show, we're looking for sponsors for the Arms Movement Like Project. So there are some sponsorships available. You can message me directly on Facebook or get a hold of me on Twitter, or you can email me directly too. It is linked into the show description. Have a great rest of the night. Have a great weekend. Enjoy it. Thank you for spending some time on the Arms Moonlight Project.